Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. President Donald Trump says an explosive new book about the first year of his presidency is full of lies, misrepresentations, and sources that don't exist. Trump, on Twitter last night, before today's release of Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House by Michael Wolff. Trump tweeted, I authorized zero access to White House, actually turned him down many times, for author of Phony Book. I never spoke to him for book. Full of lies, misrepresentations, and sources that don't exist. Look at this guy's past and watch what happens to him and sloppy Steve. Now that appears to be a reference to former White House strategist Steve Bannon, whom the book depicts as questioning Trump's competence and describing a June 2016 meeting between Donald Trump Jr., Trump campaign aides, and a Russian lawyer as, quote, treasonous and unpatriotic. Bannon, as you know, is Trump's campaign chairman and served as his chief White House strategist and currently serves as chairman of Breitbart News, although backers are demanding his ouster from Breitbart. One of the president's lawyers has sent a cease and desist letter to Wolf and another to the book's publisher, demanding they stop publication and the release of any excerpts. Too late! The book was due to be published on Tuesday, but the publisher says, to heck with this, we're doing it today. Now, the White House has come out and called this book Fire in Fury. Trashy tabloid fiction. Here's spokesperson Sarah Sanders. The president absolutely believes in the First Amendment, uh, but as we've said before, the president also believes uh, in making sure that information is accurate before pushing it out as fact when it certainly and clearly is not. George Breckenridge is a retired political science professor at McMaster University and joins us now on The Bill Kelly Show. George, good morning. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Um Explosive comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Indeed, yeah. Th- this this could really. I mean, once people start, you know, getting it, reading it, yeah. uh, you know, aside from the excerpts, how how damaging could this be to the to the Trump administration? Oh, it's enormously damaging. I mean, partly because uh, it fe- it feeds into a lot of information that was already out there. It confirms. You know, so much of the information and the impressions that people had of the, of the, the total chaos in the White House and the uh, incompetence and unsuitability of President Trump. What could be even more damaging is uh, the, uh, I guess, the risk or the reality that this is going to create even more division in the White House and within the administration. Is that accurate? Oh, I think so, yeah. Excuse me. From the very beginning, I mean, the the White House has been pretty chaotic. And then there was a period, you know, from the summer on last year when it looked like General Kelly, you know, the new chief of staff, had sort of brought a bit of order to the whole thing. But this this portrays a totally chaotic situation where almost everybody, he claims, Michael Wolf claims, uh, thinks that uh, Trump is is, in, is incapable of being president. So you've got, you know, you've got chaos and maneuvering and attempting to kind of rein him in and push him in certain directions. And most of the time, it doesn't really work. How does this impact the Republican Party? Because Trump has never really been a Republican, even though he's run as a Republican. He called himself an outsider. But how does this affect all the others in the party who are, you know, going into elections, campaigning, speaking with constituents and and now trying to deflect uh, all the... Uh, the poo that's coming from their leader. 
<laughs> well, very few of the Republicans in Congress wanted Trump. I mean, no, almost nobody wanted it. It was a hostile takeover of a weak of a weak party, which is pretty weak and divided at the minute. Yeah. So Trump really represented a hostile takeover. Nevertheless, the president is always, you know, the face of his party. There's no getting around that. And so they're stuck with him and they don't know what to do. You know, they're on the, on the one hand, they I think most of them would agree with a lot of the things that Michael Wolff says, you know, about his total unfitness to be president for a variety of reasons. But uh, on the other hand, uh, his sort of rock-solid base of maybe 30% of the electorate, which is a big chunk of Republican voters, uh, so the people, you know, the members of Congress who are up for re-election next November, they, they, you know, they're caught in the middle, and they don't want to offend the base. But also, the other problem they have is they don't know what to do, because the only way to get rid of a president, there are only really two ways, and one is to impeach him, and you're not going to get a Republican Congress united enough to even think about seriously about doing that. Uh, and the second one is by the 25th Amendment, by certifying that he's unfit. And you'd have to get a majority of the cabinet. And then as backup, you need two-thirds majority in the Congress. And, you know, neither of these things is feasible at all at the present time. They may in the future become more more feasible. And so the Republicans are stuck because they're stuck with him. They can't avoid the fact that he is the face of the party. And, of course, he's... <laughs> Excuse me. He's such a big face. I mean, he, his person, his temperament is that he's always got to be in the news. And so, you know, they can't sort of hide him. They can't ignore him. You know, they're really stuck. And it, it bodes very badly for the Republicans starting in, in next November. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.